Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Shocker fans, want the latest on Wichita State Athletics? Let's go right to the source with Shocker AD, Kevin Saul. And welcome back, everybody. It's our number two of Sports Daily on KFH. Tommy Castor and Paul Savage in for Jacob Albrock today. Jad Chambers producing the program. And we are joined by the athletic director from Wichita State University for our biweekly chat, Kevin Saul. Kevin, it's officially March. Welcome to the show. It's March Madness, guys. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks so much for having us on. Yeah, it's an exciting time, and so, of course, we're going to start by talking about men's basketball for Wichita State. It's been a pretty good stretch for the Shockers, Kevin. In fact, uh, Jacob and I have talked about it at length over the last few days or so on the program that uh, it's it's really it's nearly impossible, I think, in my mind, to not watch the Shocker squad and notice a, a clear improvement from what we saw earlier in this season to now. Of course, they were on the road uh, on Sunday at Tulane, got a seven-point victory. Jaron Pierre had a great game offensively. Craig Porter Jr. had an incredible game. What are you seeing right now as we enter March with this men's basketball squad? Well, I appreciate that. The uh, What I shared with Jaron the other day was uh, we need to make sure that his 100 family members are at every game home and yeah. road game so we'll uh, see if we can get that get that going but uh, no it's a great win at Tulane obviously a club that uh, that we split with they they beat us at our place in overtime and uh, so it's good to get down there and get a win we had a um, a full plane with uh, donors and supporters so it was a lot, a lot of fun to get some some folks some joy and I was most pleased for our guys and our staff so really good obviously uh, at Tulane and we start working our way back uh, backwards the Thursday prior had a close loss against Memphis, uh, beat Temple at their place for the first time in, um, in our affiliation with the American Athletic Conference, um, previous to that SMU win. You know, so it's, it has been a good stretch, and I think uh, you found that uh, we may be finding our identity offensively a little bit. Uh, defensively, we continue to be strong. Um, at times, we might waver a little bit defensively, but you got to give opponents credit as well as you, you start to work your way through the second round of, of opponents in our um, in our double round robin uh, league format. 
uh, they'll figure it out and they make adjustments. And so we got to make the same adjustments. But overall, been pleased with our progress so far. Well, when you look at – oh, I'm sorry, uh, Tommy, go ahead. No, go ahead, Paul. No, go ahead. Well, I was getting excited talking to Kevin. Oh, darn it, there, there, there we go. That's what happens, Kevin. You got me excited. But uh, you look at this basketball team with regards to the tournament coming up, and it's a chance for, for teams like Wichita State, for Temple, for uh, – there's, there's numerous teams to make a case for themselves with regards to postseason basketball. You look at this uh, uh, Wichita State team – What's the best that this team can expect from the outcome of a tournament uh, at the American Athletic Conference tournament that uh, Wichita State might find itself where it may be in terms of basketball when this tournament is over? Paul, I think the, the absolute best that you can you can hope for and strive for, and we certainly will, is to win the AAC tournament and, right. and get into the NCAA tournament. That's, uh, that's the expectation for, for our right. program, both within it internally and externally. Um, and so that's where we're focused on. I think we could we could talk a lot of hypotheticals, but uh, at the end of the day, we understand we're in a position that uh, uh, sitting at 15 and 13, we need to go win the AAC tournament uh, to get into the NCAA tournament. So as it stands right now, I believe we're the sixth seed, uh, which would put us in game three versus the 11 seed on Thursday, March 9th at 7 p.m. That one will be on ESPNU. And if we can find our way into the five seed, that would certainly be helpful, get you a bye to Friday. Uh, we'd take on the four seed on Friday, the uh, the 10th at 3 o'clock, and that'd be on ESPN, too. So, again, it, and then you, 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 you don't want to look too far down the road, but if you can figure out a way to win one of those first games as either the six seed or the five seed, then you're going to be playing again on Friday and Saturday. You take them one at a time. And uh, this team has shown the ability to compete with anybody in the country. Um, you think back to the first 12 minutes of the first half against Houston at our place. It was an elite defensive performance. And you start to think about what we've just talked about. Again, the wins uh, versus Tulane and Temple at their place, um, starting to become a very solid road team. So uh, this team can be very dangerous if we put together the elite defensive performances that we've seen and combine that for 40 minutes with productive offense. So uh, looking forward to it. It's always an exciting time, and uh, I know our guys are getting excited for it as well. But we've got two more important regular season matchups at Houston tomorrow night and then um, South Florida this weekend at home. Let's talk a little bit about that Houston matchup, Kevin. So, uh, of course, it's it's a tall task. They're the number one team in America. I think I saw that the the last time that a Shocker team played a number one team in America was like in the 60s or something like that. It's been a long time since that happened. Uh, of course, we've we played them earlier this season, so you got an idea kind of the way that this team operates under Kelvin Sampson. Uh, but what's, what do you think the mindset needs to be going in on the road, taking on the number one team in America? Well, you know what, guys? I've, I've told you before, I'm, I'm not a basketball coach. I'm just an AD that's watched a lot of basketball over the last 25 years. And uh, certainly our coaches and our staff have been working really, really hard this week. And uh, their mindset is to go down and win. And um, the, these games, from my perspective personally, uh, these are some of the best games to, to, to compete in. Um, you got the number one team in the country at their place, obviously very talented. Uh, I shared with you, we, we are and have shown the ability to be very elite on the, on both the offensive and defensive sides. I think our guys understand that we competed with Houston for, um, a, an overwhelming majority of that game at our place. And so there's certainly some belief there and with belief, with, uh, some talent, with some historical success, anything can happen. So you throw the ball up in the air at, 
against the number one team in the country and you lay it all out there and you see what you got. You know, uh, you know, Kevin, it's, it's interesting, everything going on in college sports today with realignment and all the kind of things going on. And um, Tommy and I have sometimes talked about what's going on in the world of, of college athletics. And, and just in the last couple of days, it's the, the specter of, of the Big Ten acquiring a couple of uh, teams from – a couple more teams from the, the Pac-12 or maybe going over to the a- 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 ACC and uh, snatching a couple of teams from that league. It seems like the Big Ten can do whatever they want. Where, where do you see what's going on? Where is the American Athletic Conference with regards to, um, to their situation with regards to expansion for other leagues? Where is the ACC, and what are their plans on, on keeping this league together? Well, I don't know where the ACC is, but uh, I can share with you. I've been very pleased with uh, the American Athletic Conference. Please, and, thank you. And Commissioner Oresco has been, um, has been I, I think, um, progressive and transformative and, and certainly has been a league that I've watched as I've worked at other institutions and other leagues. They've positioned the AAC very well. Uh, for that, and I think you see that in the, the most recent alignment. We've got some very strong programs that are coming in in all sports, and and I think we'll be positioned very well. And we've talked about it before. I, you know, uh, Wichita State was uh, forever a member of the Missouri Valley Conference and accomplished so much um, on on the again the shoulders of student athletes and coaches and staff over many decades. You walk into Charles Koch Arena, and the trophy case that stares at you is is. Uh, commissioner's cups stacked on top of commissioner's cups in the Missouri Valley Conference. And so I, I, I like the bold and aggressive step that, that Wichita State made in, in 16 and 17 to transition into a more competitive, uh, a more national uh, footprint, um, aligning ourselves with urban research institutions. Um, I think it's a, a very solid move, and what we're finding is it is a very competitive league. And so we may not be winning league championships at the clip that we have been at the Missouri Valley Conference, but I would make a strong argument that X number of years down the road, we will be a stronger athletics program for stepping into this more competitive um, and, and, again, more expensive environment. So, um, again, these are all the, part, the, 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 the growing pains that you go through and you, when, you, when you realign. As it relates to the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the SEC, I spent 12 years in the SEC. Um, obviously, institutions and leagues are positioning themselves for, for what they believe is best for, for their organizations, and, and it's a very fluid environment. And uh, what we can do in that fluid environment is maintain great relationships, have great communication with peers, with our league office, uh, to ensure that our programs, both individually and collectively, are positioned well. Talking to Kevin Saul, the athletic director from Wichita State here on Sports Daily. Kevin, I want to switch gears a little bit here uh, and talk a little bit about softball, specifically Sidney McKinney. Uh, and I'm not sure that, in my mind, there's a better collegiate athlete in America than Sidney McKinney. Uh, an average of uh, seven, over seven, uh, an OPS of 1.741. She's 34 of 48 at the plate so far this season. And I, I know that we can bestow all the superlatives on her and, you know, she can get all the accolades and all of that. But I want to hear it from, from you and and your thoughts on uh, what, what you're seeing and and your thoughts on, on what Sydney McKinney is doing out there on the softball field. Well, obviously she's an unbelievable young lady. So before, uh, before you get into the athletics component, you know, she, 
Um, she she is an unbelievable young person that uh, is driven in so many areas of her life. She's a great leader. She's a great artist. Uh, she does a fantastic job with name, image, likeness, and the way that it was intended uh, to be done. And and so if you were to to write up a, a script or a profile for what you wanted our, our student athletes uh, th- their journey to look like, Sydney McKinney would uh, certainly emulate that. And and so I think that's really important to understand that. Um, we're we're developing young people and one important aspect of that is athletics, but there's so much more to that. She's a great young lady Um, on the softball field. Those are video game numbers. I mean, it's really unbelievable what she's accomplished. I think we're, we're at the, uh, the eighth longest hitting streak consecutive game hitting streak nationally, knock on wood. And um, she's done an unbelievable job. She had a great weekend uh, this past weekend against North Texas and Northwestern State, one that anybody would take, and her batting average dropped about 60 points uh, that weekend because she was sitting at 776 prior to the weekend. So just phenomenal uh, young person, a great student athlete. She represents us incredibly well. As you guys know, she played on the U.S. Uh, national team this summer. Um, she's having uh, great success. And what I think about as a director of athletics is is Sydney McKinney, is, is a pathway, uh, an individual that defines a pathway. So when you start to recruit um, post Sydney McKinney and you get into different living rooms, which our coaches, Coach Breadbender and staff have done a great job recruiting, you, can, you now can identify a path that you can accomplish anything you want to accomplish at Wichita State. And I think that's really important, and, and we owe so much to Sydney for all her dedication, time, and efforts to create that pathway. Uh, Kevin, one of the things that is now a reality in college sports is the little NIL rule. You've heard of that, I take it, uh, NIL, I, I, I would imagine. We touched on it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's now a fact of life. Every college in America has NIL or looks at NIL. Where are we at at Wichita State overall? And I'm not being – I don't want you to be specific – but, you know, thoughts about NIL, what do you think of it with regards to Wichita State? Where are we? Uh, how, much, how much more uh, do we have to work with uh, on NIL? Where do you want to be? Uh, basic questions on NIL. People always wonder about it, and it, it's, a, it's a tough conversation because a lot of times people just don't know or understand it. But your thoughts on NIL, NIL and where Wichita State is? Paul, my first thought is we could we could dedicate an hour long show yes. to talking about NIL. Yes, we could. I know we, yes. I know we don't have an hour; we just have a few minutes. So, uh, it's a very fluid environment. Obviously, you guys know it started in July of 21, and and we have two sets of recommendations and guidelines from the NCAA. For us at Wichita State, the two most important pieces are protecting the integrity of the institution and the eligibility of our student athletes. So once you frame it up like that, decision making becomes a little bit more, uh, it becomes a little bit easier environment to operate. And so we're going to do things by the book. We've got some great partnerships. We have a website that outlines uh, our philosophy and all of the options for folks to get involved in NIL. It's GoShockers.com forward slash NIL. Um, It's very difficult in this landscape to understand in a transparent way uh, what the competitive market is that you're competing in, right? Because 
you hear a lot of numbers out there, and a lot of those are thrown out, guys, from a recruiting standpoint and may not actually be the case when student-athletes arrive on campus. So it's difficult to benchmark your NIL program against others that you're hearing in the media. That's the first point I would make. The second point I would make is that the ones that you do hear out of the media are significant five-, six-, and seven-figure deals. And the data that we're seeing from three or four different partners that are operating in the space is that the median um, a, a dollar figure per transaction on NIL is in the hundreds of dollars, in the three and four hundreds of dollars per transaction. The average is 1200 So those significant five-, six-, and seven-figure deals are big enough to draw a median of 300 up to an average of 1200 But at the end of the day, we believe like we need to be competitive in the, in the hundreds to thousands of dollars space. And so we've identified some goals uh, for that, uh, specifically with our, our men's basketball program. Armchair Strategies is doing a great job. Uh, we do have the ability to fundraise uh, and communicate the importance of NIL. I will tell you guys that we are well over 50% in firm verbal commitments on our goals uh, for that. And uh, the, the, the other less than 50%, I think we will get there very significantly in the coming weeks. Uh, we'll get there very efficiently, I should say, in the coming weeks. So I think we've made some great progress. I think we've educated relatively well. I think folks want to know, number one, is it legal? Who else is doing it? What are the risks if we don't do it? And so we've spent a lot of time in communication there, and we have a lot of folks that are interested. Uh, certainly want uh, to feel good about the investment of their dollars um, going towards success as well. And so it's like anything else, if you guys are – if you guys are looking at uh, the stock market and want to invest, uh, you're going to be really careful and you want to research where you invest and how you invest so that uh, there's significant return on that investment. So we're working our way through all those conversations. That's a high-level, general, and vague uh, discussion. But, again, we could spend an hour on it. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, uh, since the last time we had you on the show, uh, big announcement about the renovations of the Charles Koch Arena weight room, uh, donations from Fred Van Vliet, Shocker Legend, and then, of course, Steve and Regine Fellmeyer and Ricky and Janine Brotherton. Talk a little bit about what this, uh, what these gifts mean uh, and the impact and the importance of having a renovation of the weight room at Charles Koch Arena. Well, guys, think about this. This is what gets me fired up is, is you've got a former student athlete in Fred Van Vliet who's having great success, and at the same time, he sees the, the importance and urgency in looking back and being appreciative for the institution um, that, that was with him along the journey. And more importantly, he's expressed a desire to help the young people that are traveling the same pathway that, that he is. And so for an individual that's this early in their professional career, and I believe he's got many, many more years ahead of him, uh, to generously donate a quarter of a million dollars back to his institution is a very big deal. And uh, we certainly, I've certainly enjoyed getting to know him and his team. And uh, we're working on a lot of future initiatives, too, that, that, that we're excited to announce down the road. Steve and Regine Fellmeyer have been unbelievable ambassadors for Wichita State University and so supportive of our, of our athletics program. The student-athlete development piece uh, is something that they're very passionate about. And so this was a great spot, and Fred wanted, uh, excuse me, Steve wanted to come alongside uh, Fred and 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 support him in that effort as well. And so, man, it just feels like a, an unbelievable uh, family. And then uh, Jeannie and Ricky Brotherton, uh, phenomenal people that have have donated very generously to softball 
uh, to the weight room. And so where we find ourselves, guys, is we've got about a million-dollar weight room project, and we've got six to $700,000 raised. We have a couple conversations coming up in the coming days uh, to week that we feel like we will close that gap, and we're going to start that renovation late this spring and summer. That weight room, as you know, guys, is, is our third weight room. We have one over at Eck. Uh, that serves baseball, softball, and tennises, and then we have one at the new student-athlete center that services track and some of our other Olympic sports. This weight room is is our oldest weight room, and it certainly has some needs to upgrade, you know, aesthetics, functionality, technology, um, all of those elements. And so we're excited about that. It will bring that facility along uh, to align with the other two. Ryan Horn, our strength and conditioning coach, has been unbelievable in terms of leading our, our, our thoughts through um, equipment and technology and those sort of things. And Brad Pittman, our senior associate AD for facilities and operations, has put together a marvelous plan uh, to timeline and sequence that to, to reduce impact to our student-athletes. So uh, we, we look to get that started uh, this summer, should finish up early July and be ready to go to serve men's and women's basketball and volleyball. I think that's really important to understand. And also something to to uh, heap great praise on those that have been generous with their dollars, that the, it's not just about men's basketball. It's about women's basketball and volleyball in there as well, and they've just been just as passionate to support those sports as they have men's basketball. Well, Kevin, it's a busy time, a lot going on, of course, not only men's basketball, women's basketball, softball, baseball, tennis, track and field. There's a lot happening. Uh, golf, there, there's a lot of athletics happening uh, this spring season right now for Wichita State. I know that you're a, you're a busy guy. You're keeping up with all of it, and we always appreciate you taking time to uh, talk with us about everything going on in Shocker Athletics. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, Tommy and Paul, this thank you so much. I'm actually uh, sitting in the uh, parking lot at the airport here, headed to Houston to watch our women play tonight and the men tomorrow. So uh, it's a great time of year, and uh, just appreciate so much you guys is willing to help us tell the story every couple of weeks on your show. Of course, we'll safe travels and uh, hope everything goes well down in Houston, both for women's basketball and men's basketball. There goes Kevin Saul. He is the athletic director for Wichita State here on Sports Daily. We always appreciate him taking time to, to, to uh, chat with us. And if you missed anything of our conversation, you can always go back and listen to it at KFHradio.com. We're going to step aside, take a quick time out. We'll be back on Sports Daily. Welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily, hour number two underway here on this Wednesday on KFH. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you missed any part of our conversation with Athletic Director Kevin Saul from Wichita State, you can find the entire thing online at kfhradio.com or on the Odyssey app. And, Paul, we did not have this planned as something to talk about on the show today. It's coming down here as we're doing the show. Uh, Kind of crazy news regarding Jalen Carter, who, uh, of course, played for the Georgia Bulldogs. He's a top prospect for the NFL draft. Uh, Apparently today, police have secured arrest warrants 
for Jalen Carter on the same day that he was supposed to be talking with the media about the NFL draft during the combine. Uh, if you remember back in January, he was involved in a car crash that killed an offensive lineman for the Bulldogs, Devin Willick and recruiting staff member Chandler LaCroix. Um, originally, uh, police believed it as a single vehicle accident, but turns out that both Carter and LaCroix were racing their vehicles uh, that night. And then Jalen Carter gave conflicting reports about what had actually happened in that fatal crash. Uh, and now uh, a couple months after the incident happened, Jalen Carter scheduled to be talking with the media about the NFL draft. And he now has a warrant out for his arrest. Your thoughts on this. It breaks my heart not only for the world of sports, but also for these families, the families of the victims, the families for Jalen Carter. It's a tragedy all the way around, something that shouldn't have happened. And uh, turns out this is going to be somewhat ugly because uh, where you have falsifying police reports, uh, then there's evidence that, yes, there was racing going on. Yes, cars uh, that uh, weren't involved were overtaken and passed and recklessly passed at that. This is, this is a sad situation. This is a loss of life, a loss of two young lives, and uh, it just breaks my heart. And I just don't understand how this kind of thing happens in our world. How, how does this happen? I mean, you know, it, it tests my faith, in other words, Tommy, as to why this could happen. How could this happen? But, uh, you know, this is just sad. Here's a young man. I mean, Jalen Carter— it was going to be very, very prominent in the NFL draft coming up, and this just breaks my heart. Tommy, I don't know what else to say about it. Obviously, uh, the, the legal system is going to do its thing, and uh, hopefully we get justice in this situation. Yeah, so Jalen Carter allegedly first told police after the accident that he actually heard the crash from a nearby apartment complex and wasn't involved in it but then later told an officer that he had been driving both behind and beside the SUV that was driven by LaCroix. Uh, apparently, LaCroix, uh, his blood alcohol level uh, was tested, and, and it was above the legal limit. But for Jalen Carter, there were apparently no signs uh, that he had been drinking that night. Uh, of course, uh, both LaCroix and Willick uh, passed away in the accident. Uh, it, it's the timing of it, Paul. Uh, I think is is unfortunate and I don't know if it was deliberate and uh, I, I don't exactly know how the timing of this sort of thing works. Um, we haven't really talked about Jalen Carter and I don't think really anybody has talked about Jalen Carter um, other than just his his draft stock and the fact that he's you know one of the top uh, draft prospects, probably the number one overall prospect. He probably won't go number one. It's going to end up being a quarterback. But as far as just his overall uh, body of work, the number one overall prospect in the NFL draft. And then today, on the day that he was scheduled to meet with the media, was the day that the arrest warrant was issued for Jalen Carter. So uh, I'm looking at different reports right now that uh, he's not there. He's not at the Combine. Um, apparently, a spokesman has said that he is dealing with, quote, a medical issue. Um, of course, that probably is is bogus. That, that excuse is bogus, uh, knowing what we know now about why he's not there. Um, it's unfortunate that this is not this was something that first off happened in the first place uh, and second off is something that is now carrying over uh, into what's happening with the draft 
And, and you know, I, that's the thing is that I, I and we have to be really delicate in this, Paul, because it, it can be really easy to say, well, what is this going to do to his draft stock and what teams are going to want to draft him now? And how where does he fall? Okay, I get that, and I get that conversation, but really, who cares? Like, at this point right now, who cares? Uh, the fact of the matter is that, you know, two people are dead, uh, you know, due to choices and decisions that were made that night, and Jalen Carter, um, at that time, and I'm sure he was scared, I'm sure that he was frightened with everything that had happened, um, but didn't uh, didn't give a full accounting of the story at that time, and unfortunately, now there are consequences to those actions. Well, and this is one of those things where what will happen with his draft status, probably not a heck of a lot. We've learned that with uh, regards to, I mean, think of the, the all the ballyhoo with regards to uh, uh, Tariq Hill, I mean, with, with the allegations that he had. But this is a story where when you look in the world of, of police and these kind of episodes, the big four, there's four things you don't want in a police report with regards to this this outcome of this accident. Those four things are alcohol impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speed. Those are the big four, Tommy. Those are yeah. the big four. Those are the four things that uh, uh, could see criminal charges, could very well see criminal charges brought. And so this is this this is going to be one of those things where uh, Jalen Carter may not have much choice as to what the future of his life will be, at least in the near future. He may not have a choice. Uh, until this is rectified, uh, the NFL draft should be the last thing on his mind because right now he won't get drafted. Now, down the line, I don't know. You know, he pays the price he's, or he's exonerated. Somebody's going to find a guy for this kind of, with this kind of talent. That just happens. I mean, you know, they, this is pro football. And so I wouldn't worry about it too much, but um, – yeah, this is going to affect him for now until this gets resolved, Tommy, don't you think? Yeah, well, and of course, the timing, like I mentioned before, on the, on the day that he was scheduled to meet with media during the combine and, of course, you know, during the combine, talking with NFL teams and getting an idea on what uh, what's going to happen in the draft, which is not that long from now. We're like a month and a half away from the NFL draft, and uh, it, it's coming up quickly. And, and so this is definitely uh, a black eye for Jalen Carter, a black eye for um, the, the whole draft process and what's going on right now. And, and of course, um, this, like I mentioned, this is coming down within the last hour or so. So our details on it are, are fairly vague and scarce at this point, but I'm sure more details will uh, continue to emerge. Uh, Paul, I want to shift gears here into the NFL a little bit and get you caught up on uh, some of the things going on in the world of NFL quarterbacks and, and free agency and uh, what's going on right now. So we mentioned last week that Aaron Rodgers exited his uh, darkness retreat. Mm -hmm. He was there for four days. Uh, he made an appearance on a podcast, which he loves doing. Uh, but this podcast dropped uh, today and he promised that it wouldn't take much longer for him to decide what his future in the NFL holds. Of course, there are three options on the table. Either he remains with the Packers, he plays for another team, or he retires. But he said on this podcast that it's not going to take him much longer to decide that it's in everybody's best interest to have finality in all of this, to know exactly where he's going and what he's going to be doing. Uh, and this all comes with speculation of other quarterbacks that are free agents and having conversations with other teams. What does your gut tell you? It doesn't seem like he's going to go back to the Packers, and it seems like the Packers are ready to move on from him. Does your gut tell you that he's going to play for another team, or does your gut tell you that he's going to retire? 
Well, I'll tell you what, nothing says clarity like coming out of your, your, your darkness chamber. I'll tell you what, every time I've come out of my darkness chamber, Jed looks better to me. That's, that's all I can say. That's good. But, but yeah. with that being said, what's he going to do? I don't know. Come on. Well, I mean, he's already delayed it because of his darkness chamber. I mean, come on. If, you, if, if it was so great, give us an answer. Tell somebody what you're going to do. Does, how long will this take? I, I, I'm getting frustrated. And in a way, we're making fun of it. We're making fun of it. But it's not funny in a way, is it? It's not funny. And so I, I don't know. I mean, you've got entire franchises waiting to see what he's going to do. Shoot, I'll tell you what I would like to see. I'd like to see the backers say, we're cutting Aaron Rodgers. How about that? Let's just cut him. You know, we're tired of this, this stuff. He's 39 anyway. Let him go. I mean, it's okay. Get a new one. Let him go to the Jets, which is where I think he's going, by the way. No matter what anybody says, until he doesn't go to the Jets, I think he's going to the Jets. Yeah, and, and look, I, I think the Packers have made it fairly clear without actually coming out and saying it that they're moving on from Aaron Rodgers. I think so. Uh, I think so. You know, the, their, yes. their general manager, their head coach. Like, I agree. They've all commented about Jordan Love and right. um, what they like oh, about yeah. him. And, all. I, that, yeah. and I, I think that also... I think some of it too, you know, Aaron Rodgers has worn out his welcome a little bit in Green Bay. Not that, not that that Packers organization can't uh, be grateful for what Aaron Rodgers brought to the franchise, and you know, a Super Bowl ring and and all of these different things uh, is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, he absolutely is. But I think that eventually. Uh, it's time for both sides to move on, and right. and we're we're there. We were there a year ago, yes. but we're definitely there now. And so right. I think that it's going to come down to whether or not he's going to play for another team or retire. I'm kind of with you. I think that the Jets are probably the best landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. I think that he's going to love the New York media. I think that he's going to love the opportunity to play with uh, the, the talent that is around him. I think the Jets are a quarterback away from really being a legitimate contender in the AFC. Now they're going to have to contend with the bills in that division. And they're going to have to contend with teams like the Bengals and the chiefs and, and other teams in that entire conference. But I do think that the jets, that's probably the best landing spot for him. And it's interesting, Paul, because I read a report uh, not that long ago, I think within the last 24 hours that Derek Carr is also scheduled to meet with the jets this week. Derek Carr is at the combine meeting with teams he's met with the saints he's met with the panthers and apparently he's going to be meeting with the jets as well i just don't see the jets being as good of a fit for Derek carr as i see the jets being a good fit for aaron Rodgers. right well that's a that's an excellent point point. and by the way i have a tendency to believe that you know Derek carr is going to go wherever wherever the winds are blowing for that moment. I mean, I don't, it's kind of weird, but I've always kind of pegged Rodgers in for the Jets all the way through this whole thing. And every time, every, I, I had Carr going to the Saints. I was sure a, a week or two ago, I was positive Tommy. That's where he's going. Now I'm not so sure. So every time Carr says, this is where I'm looking at and where my conversations are, I think to myself, well, this is where he's going. So it's like opposite scales with regards to Rodgers. And to Carr, I got Carr going wherever the winds are blowing at that moment, and I got Aaron Rodgers pegged for the Jets all the way through. Now, I might be wrong on both of them, but that's that's kind of the feel that I get right now. But uh, I like Derek Carr. If I had my druthers between the two, I would take the youthfulness of a Derek Carr, compared to Eric Rodgers, that is. I would take his youth over Aaron Rodgers. How many years does Aaron Rodgers have? Can the Jets build a franchise around Aaron Rodgers? Well, that's iffy when you're 39. 
That's a little. That's a little bit of a. That's a little. Yeah, bit but of a the challenge. Jets are the Jets are the Jets are ready to win right now. They the, want the to win. Are ready yes. to. That, they they want to win. They're, good I don't necessarily think that right now the Jets are looking for right. a long term franchise good quarterback. Point. I think that they're. I think they're looking for their version of what Tom Brady did to Tampa Bay. Right. I think that's what the You're Jets right. are looking for. And, and with you. Derek Carr, here's the other reason why I think that the Jets don't make a lot of sense for Derek Carr and why I think that he's more likely to go to the Saints or go to the Panthers. In fact, I, I do think the Panthers is probably where Derek Carr is going to end up. The reason I say that is because Derek Carr has spent his entire career so far up to this point in the AFC. He's played for the Raiders, and he knows – the difficulty of the teams in that conference. He's played against the Chiefs. He knows the Bills. He knows the Bengals, all of that. And that talent and those elite teams, they're not going away. However, you go to a team like the Panthers in a division that is probably the weakest in the NFL, in the NFC South, and you can have a pretty good likelihood to, and I, I wouldn't be shocked one bit to see Derek, a Derek Carr led Carolina Panthers team with Frank Reich as the coach leading them to a playoff berth. Now, do I think that Derek Carr is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? No, I don't. I'm on record saying that. I don't think he is. And I think that if he was, we would have seen it by now. Uh, but I do think that he can have a little bit more success going into a weaker division like the NFC South and joining a team like the Panthers with Frank Reich, who is a good quarterback coach, and I think that they can be a playoff team. That's going to be a little bit, I think, a, a better likely place for success for Derek Carr than if he went to the Jets. Right. You know something, Tommy? I just shrugged my shoulders, and I gave Jad that look like, you know something, Tommy's making sense right now. I, 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 I can't believe how sensible what you just said is. It makes total sense to me. I'm a I think sensible guy. What uh, can I say? Well, I'm just, I'm very impressed. What can I, I don't say? know. That's a gesture. I don't see a lot though. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I I totally understand the the thought of me saying something so profound that everybody is at a loss for words. I get that. It happens <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah, it does. It happens nearly every day. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, it's it's interesting where these two are going to land, and if they're big stories right now, and it's hard to project. Uh, you know these conferences that these teams are sitting in right now, until you know where Carr, and these are the two big quarterback acquisitions that are going to take place in the course of the next few months, these two guys will make a difference, and it'll change everything because it'll change what's going on in their conferences, uh, and it's going to change what's well, going to change everything about how we are going to look at these football teams, whoever lands these two quarterbacks. Which quarterback would you rather have on your team? Carr I or think, Rogers? I think I'd rather have Rogers. Really? I mean, I, I do. Right. I do. I well, mean, I think that Rogers gives you a better chance to win a championship okay. right away well, than Derek so. Carr does. And although, you know, the headache that Aaron Rodgers can bring to a team, I don't know if that can be discounted either. So that's something to uh, to keep in mind. But Rogers himself says that he will have some finality. You never know. He could just retire, and there should be a decision made, according to him, coming very soon. And we'll see what happens with Derek Carr and see where the rest of the dominoes fall our final full segment of the show is coming up just around the corner stick around it's sports daily on kfh
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily on a Wednesday. Tommy Castor, along with Paul Savage and Jad Chambers, producing the show, our final full segment of the program today. And, Paul, we announced this yesterday uh, on the program. I'd I'd love to get your thoughts on it, knowing your background in football and and all of that. Christian Okoye, uh, he's a Chiefs Hall of Famer. He's going to be in Wichita uh, at the Wichita Thunder game. We're bringing him in on March 18th, so a couple of weeks from now, at Interest Bank Arena. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to be celebrating the world champion Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Christian Okoye will, will be in the building and doing a lot of really cool things with us uh, to celebrate the world champs. But I remember 
watching Christian Okoye when I was a kid, the Nigerian nightmare and the way that he ran the football. Um, I had never seen anything like it at that point in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, he was fun to watch. And, and so having him in Wichita will be a lot of fun. Ambassador. I met him years ago when he was in town doing a, a card signing for Joe Rocco, our buddy, Joe Rocco from rocks dugout. And yeah. uh, he was in town and I got to work with him a little at the table. And he, and let me just tell you, he loves kids. He loves people. He, you, Tommy, you're bringing a great ambassador for sports, not only a stud on the field, but a great ambassador for sports. And uh, your, your, your fans will love him and respect him and really enjoy meeting him. And he has that unique, unique ability to greet everybody like he knows them, like he cares. Give him their, his full attention. You guys have done something really cool to bring him in. This is a guy who's in the Hall of Fame for the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, that's pretty good stuff. He is a legend. If you're a Chiefs fan, this is a must uh, visit that you've got to make with the Thunder that night. I, I assume he's going to sign some autographs and all that kind of good he stuff. Is. Oh man, he is. Yep, we, we got a, got a lot planned with him. So we're doing yeah. a doing a meet and greet, doing uh, photos and, and autographs and that sort of thing after the game. Get out there. Uh, but one thing, and you mentioned you mentioned how much he he uh, loves kids and and all of that. Right, right. Uh, we're we're still finalizing all the details on this, but uh, we are planning on doing. Uh, a shoe drive with Christian Okoye. So apparently when he was a kid, his family didn't have much money. And really the only thing that he was ever able to get new, uh, and I don't even know how new they were, but every year he would get a pair of shoes. And so that was something that stuck with him when he was a kid. And so he likes to give back now uh, to less fortunate kids. And, and so we're going to do that uh, at, at the Thunder game as well. We're going to collect shoes and, and give them away to uh, less fortunate kids. And, and we'll do that with Christian Okoye too. So that's another cool kind of give back thing that we're uh, doing that Christian wants to be a part of uh, and helping out kids in the community. I think that's great. You guys are really making a good move, bringing in an ambassador for sports and for the Thunder. I mean, you're going to create memories for a lot of people, and they will remember the Wichita Thunder for that opportunity to do that. This is really cool. It's great stuff. And you guys are bringing in a great person. It's just uh, that clear. And I've met him, and I've spent time with him when he's working around these kids and that kind of thing. I'm just telling you, it's a good, good move. Good job, Wichita Thunder. Do you remember, by the way, going back to his time in the NFL and with the Chiefs, do you remember, uh, number one, how big his shoulder pads were? I right. was going through pictures of him uh, the other day when we were getting ready to announce it, and I thought, man, I had forgotten about how large shoulder pads he wore every time he was out on the field and just the powerful style of running, uh, the way that he broke tackles. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why he was called the Nigerian nightmare. Right. Well, nowadays, the trend is to get small kid-like shoulder pads for everybody. Right. It doesn't make sense to me, though. But his running style was, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. You know, and I need some pads yeah. to protect myself. I can't put on kid shoulder pads and protect me because I'm banging. And, you know, there's... You hear all the time, uh, backs hit the hole. Well, when right. Christian Okoye hit the hole, he hit the hole. And I'm just, I, I can't give him a better uh, compliment than to say, Tommy, I'll tell you who Christian Okoye reminds me of in running style. And if I was, and if I was to say Earl Campbell, would you okay, go, yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. Sure. Because yeah, I can see nobody that. was more physical in their prime than Earl Campbell. He was as physical, not only at Texas, but also in the pros, particularly with the Houston Oilers. And I'm just, I, I, I'm just 
I'm just excited about everybody getting the chance to come over and get an autograph from Christian Okoye and a picture taken if that's what you're what you're doing. And man, you guys you guys hit a home run with this one using a baseball. Well, the other analogy. cool thing. <laughs> the other cool thing about the night uh, is that the Thunder will be playing the Kansas City Mavericks, oh, so they'll oh, be wow. in town cool. uh, that that same game. So that'll be kind of cool. And the, the cool thing about the Mavericks, their owner is actually Lamar Hunt Jr. So Lamar Hunt's son, Clark Hunt's brother, uh, owns the the minor league hockey team in Kansas City. So we'll be celebrating the World Champion Chiefs with Christian Okoye while we're playing the Kansas City Mavericks, who are owned by Lamar Hunt's son, Lamar Hunt Jr. So a lot of really cool tie-ins there. Uh, also, I guess Christian Okoye, when you're part of the Chiefs Hall of Fame, you get a championship ring whenever the team wins the Super Bowl, and so he'll have that uh, in attendance as well. So you'll be able to see that, take a picture with that, and and all of that. So it'll be a lot of fun, and if you want to get more details, you can go online to wichitathunder.com. We've got all the info on Christian Okoye's visit to Wichita uh, there on our homepage. You can buy tickets and get everything that you need for uh, that night to celebrate the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to take our final time out. When we come back, we'll tell you what's on tap here later on on the network. It's coming up for you next on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.